Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Hoops and Cards. Today we start a new feature I think you'll be excited about. I hope you'll refer to your friends. I believe it will be helpful to those that are getting back into basketball cards as a hobby or as an investment, but also for those that uh, just need a, a primer, a reminder of what is what, the basics. This is going to be called Basketball Cards 101, and I'll do this on a weekly basis as the kind of podcast or the kind of episodes that that we can refer somebody to to say, hey, uh, we've all been there just starting out and learning all the new words, learning all the new products, the new approaches, and uh, discovering what, what uh, these words people throw around so much in the hobby, uh, sports card, investing and collecting, what, what these actually mean, and then what to do about it. So Basketball Cards 101, guys... This is a, a unique in that it's our first episode, but it's the first of many and a primer on the essentials and even the language of hoops and cards. So thank you for joining me, Gary, as I continue this basketball card experience. So today we're going to start a new section. I'll try to do one a week called Basketball Cards 101. For those of us who are brand new coming back to basketball cards, maybe because you love it, maybe because you love cards, maybe because you want to invest and make money, or just because some friend dragged you into this, I don't know. But there seems to be a lot out there of uh, expert sports card podcasts with lots of stats and data and dropping words and concepts that that a lot of us don't know or you're brand new to, number one. Number two, they're dropping it at at such high levels of thousands and thousands of dollars and uh, assuming just a a wealth of knowledge when when some of you guys are asking, hey, what's a parallel? What's a short print? What's the difference between uh, optic base and optic hollow? I want to talk at least once a week. Sometimes it'll be about current events. Sometimes it'll be just entry-level basic basketball card facts. A primer, if you will. An introduction, foundation, essentials, the basics. You guys, the brands. Oh man, it seems like that list is constantly growing. But what are chronicles, revolutions, Donruss, all the things? And, and what should I know about them? Like, maybe you know about Prism as the famous or hottest brand of basketball card that's also been out in baseball and football and soccer and who knows what else. Prism's these shiny silver, usually most chased after because of their value, because of the way they look, because they stand out among a lot of the retail or mainstream issues, you know, they're not considered elite level where there's, you know, super expensive pack with two cards in the pack. We're not talking national treasures or flawless. Those are some of the higher, higher, higher end cards that always have things like autographs and numbered cards. Just the basic brands, just the basic terms that we use in basketball cards, the basic history of at least the last 
year. Come on, how much has changed about sports cards in the last year, let alone the last six years, the last 10 years? Some of the basketball basics, we should probably talk about players and certain guys that would be considered icons and certain cards or years and brands of cards or little tweaks like... I remember a few weeks ago when I heard, ooh, the 1990 Fleer Larry Bird, just the regular card of Larry Bird, also has Michael Jordan in the photo on that card. And so it's considered, oh wait, it's not Michael, it's Magic Johnson. Get it straight, basics, man, it's magic. So it's like one of the few cards that has that unforgettable matchup and rivalry of the 80s, Magic and Bird on the same card. And you can still find that card raw. And by the, the term raw, I mean it's not yet framed in some little case that says, hey, this one is a nine mint. This one's a 10 gem mint. This one approved and certified by PSA. You know, no, no, just a basic card. Like just the card. Maybe it's in a little sleeve. Maybe it's in a little hard plastic case. But I'm talking about just the Larry Joe Bird card number eight from 1990 Fleer. By the way, guys, I... In my basement, I had a 1990 Fleer, uh, 1990 Fleer complete set in my garage in a little box, and I didn't realize that some of these singles, you know, not just the Michael Jordan or not just the Sean Kemp rookie or whatever, like some of these single cards might be worth far more than I had realized, especially if they're graded. So. That news about the Larry Bird number eight card, that, just that thought about cards with other players in the photo being, hey, that might be more attractive to people. That might be selling higher than you thought on eBay. Like there are, there are cards from the 1990s and late 80s with celebrities, just like unique cards inserted into a set. Some that happen to have Will Smith, you know, Fresh Prince, you know, I am legend, you know, getting jiggy. Will Smith on the card. And you you get that card in mint condition, well-centered. And just mint means no visible flaw. Well-centered means obviously all the borders around a card look like they're the same size or the same width or the same length. And that you're not dealing with a card where this version of the card, Zion's head is cut off. Like, no, that's not, that's not a, a good card. You want cards that are centered, and you get that Will Smith card centered and have it graded. It's, it's worth a chunk of change. We're starting this Basketball Cards 101. A basic review, a basic regular update on, hey, here's what these things are. Here's what Pinnacle is. Here's what the names of the different grading companies mean, and and what that would do to the value of your card maybe or how long it would take to get there or how to get good deals on grading, submitting things on your own or with a group of people. There are so many basic concepts that, hey, hoops and cards, we don't want to assume that everybody is spending like $100,000 a week on cards and you're just crushing it on all these other platforms and you've got the, you know, so-and-so's one-of-one card and it's the only card in the world so everybody else sucks that can't get that card like hey th this is about all of us 
And they know that, we know that. It's about all of us collecting and dealing at all kinds of different levels. And honestly, uh, you guys need to understand, we want to, regardless of where you're at, connect the performance on an NBA court to what the values of cards are doing, right? To understand the basics of hoops and cards. Not just the card flips. Those those will be a thing sometimes based on what's going on in the court. Not just the cards that people are chasing after and, hey, this is popular or this is brand new, so go get it, or this is cool looking. Those are, those are real things. But a lot of what we seek to do here, hoops and cards, is help you make the connection, okay, between NBA players when... When LeBron James gets hurt, as much as I hate seeing him hurt, I know the rest of his body will will recoup, get ready for the playoff drive, taking the Lakers to another championship, which you all know is going to happen. Uh, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm so close to Akron. I, I believe it all. I support it all. LeBron, uh, thank you for everything you have done for not just our city, but for athletes, for kids, for just human beings. Um, there, I'm saying it. My point being, <laughs> his injury will affect the card market. Maybe you could get his cards cheaper now than you will in May or June. Maybe other players will step up. I saw some sales of Taylor Horton Tuckers going off because people think he's going to step in, get more playing time, do a little bit of more of the scoring with LeBron out and uh, with the Lakers kind of in uh, just don't just don't lose too many games mode without AD and LeBron. So all that to say, guys, Basketball Cards 101, second half of this episode here in just a moment, I'm going to talk to you about the different mainline brands of cards, okay, basketball cards, when they release, what they're like, some that are already out and some that aren't, some things to watch for as you look at those brands and uh, what makes some of their, the, the, just the unique cards they release in those those new year or those new uh, versions, maybe some of the more desirable cards or types of cards to chase in those sets. Should you try to buy the set? Is it even available, right? And as you open those boxes, or maybe you don't, maybe you, 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 you followed some of my previous episodes and say, ah, the value is going to go down once you open it. It is like gambling. You're not guaranteed to get LaMelo Ball silver cards every time you buy a box and hope you do. You know, like it, it is actually the opposite. The odds are stacked against you. That's how a lot of other people make money off of this. Just the possibility, right? That, that awesome card you're dreaming of is going to be in that pack. That Anthony Edwards orange laser hollow in your new Donruss box just made you really, really lucky. It didn't mean it's going to happen next time. Uh, you know, I wish, I wish we all could have that kind of luck. So after the break, we're going to look at each brand, like the mainstream brands. I'll mention a couple of minor brands that are worth, they are worth chasing, especially if you're on a limited budget or if you just want to open some wax. Boy, I totally get that. We love it. We love ripping. So we'll look at the mainstream brands, Basketball Cards 101, the basics here on Hoops and Cards. See you after this quick break. 
first things first, basketball card brands. I'll cover the, the top five modern or current card brands for basketball cards. I'm going to stay away from tops or other products that are made for uh, football or baseball and just focus on five product lines for basketball that they still release new sets every year. They have different features in them and uh, different reasons that people are drawn to them. And there's some after my top five, which I really shouldn't rank because each one has a different strength. But there's some after that that uh, maybe are in the more expensive category of basketball cards and some that are in the on the cheaper side, on the bargain bin for basketball cards. But if you were to say the five most common or most popular or sought after, even available in retail, if you're lucky enough to get in line at the right, the right time, uh, the five card brands I would talk about basketball-wise would be, and in fact, aren't they all made by Panini, the, the, the parent company, but they, they release products that, that we would use these words, Prism, Optic, or Donruss Optic, Donruss, NBA Hoops, and Select. So it's, it's those five that I want to help you get familiar with. Prism is the most popular, usually the most valuable, if you're talking base cards or rookies of a certain player. Like, like for example, last year's Zion Williamson rookie, the most valuable or most desired card was the Prism Zion, number 248 of that set. That was the iconic looking Zion Williamson rookie made famous and, and the cover of a lot of uh, people's posts or magazines. Prism is, for this season, going to be released. They're saying end of March. I wonder if it's been, been postponed yet. A lot of things postponed by COVID. But Prism releases, they're, they're beautiful cards. Uh, they are, even the base cards are just with this silvery, beautiful border cool designs, usually pretty good action photos of a player, unless it's a lesser known rookie or someone that was just drafted and all they could get was him standing there holding a basketball, um, you know, like Davidas Servitus or whatever that guy's name was. Just usually the Prism pictures are good and they are released in retail, hobby, all different sizes, different formats, different different uh, retail stores, yeah, Walmart, Target, there's, there's a whole variety of them. And they come in what's called uh, base cards, which is the basic with the gray or silver border. They're glossy looking. But they also come in different colors, which we call parallels. So if you hear parallel, it's, for example, the Zion base card would have parallels that are maybe a prism green or a prism orange cracked ice or a prism purple wave or ruby red wave or a prism disco. There's so many different options. Red cracked ice, hyper, silver, the most popular parallel. I didn't say the most valuable or most expensive. I just say the most popular because they are the most sought after or most common higher end version would be the prism silver of a card. So it's the same picture as the base card. It's just a shiny refractory silver 
that when you when you tip the card from side to side, you can see a rainbow. You can see a variety of colors. Those used to be called just the, the prism effect, right? So the prism basketball cards are a mainstream set that, boy, last year's just took off. The 2019 set over the last year has, has put all these sets and, and even the rookies in... At, boy, at the beginning of this NBA season, they were just at the top of everybody's mind who are thinking current basketball players. And Starstock's Emerging 30 Index was based around the prism rookies of these players. So looking at 2019, you had big-time rookie cards of Zion Williamson. You had Ja Morant. You had this litany of other guys with potential breakout potential. R.J. Barrett is starting to realize his. Kobe White does it like every third night. You have lots of players in that oh, they're showing flashes. Keldon Johnson, Darius Basley, Darius Garland, Rui Hachimura, Cameron Johnson. There are so many good rookies in that class. 2019 Prism, Taylor Horton Tucker, Bowl Bowl, some of the T's players as well. Uh, Prism, I I usually go for the Prism cards because I think that rookie or that card will have the most buyers interested in the future and because I really like how it looks. Uh, some of those parallels like the orange cracked ice or the green or the red cracked ice or the disco or the hyper, I'm saying these names over and over because these are Prism terms. Right, they're part of the prism sets. So the prism parallels. I, I usually go after the prism silver. If I if I think this guy is gonna be worth something long term, if I can find a prism silver of Kevin Porter Jr. before he takes off, earns a starting job and gets twenty points a game, you know, I've I've got something that's gonna increase in value much faster. Even if I have to pay a little bit more, it's gonna increase much faster than the base card and usually much faster than the red, white, and blue parallel, the green parallel, and a lot of other parallels. I do love the look of Orange Cracked Ice. I do love the look of Ruby Red Wave and of the uh, the Pink Cracked Ice, but I'm passing a semi as I, as I record this. That, that semi guy really liked the Pink Cracked Ice, apparently. But anyway, my point is Prism, most popular, think most valuable, think uh, most expensive when it releases. And that, that would be, I'm not ranking these, but that would be number one on my uh, gotta go get list when it comes to the next LeBron card I wanna add to my collection is, is the Prism from this year. So maybe a parallel. They also have some variations. They have inserts like the Prism Emergent cards. There's, there's different uh, star cards, but Emergence for the rookies each one of these sets will have what's called inserts, meaning they don't take the pattern of the base card. They're a different feature or a different subset where they talk about future stars or they talk about uh, scorers, you know, scoring kings. There's all these different uh, headlines that are subsets of the main Prism set. But Prism is the big brand you need to know. Prism Silver keeps its value and is harder or most sought after. And Prism has a lot of numbered cards, and that means you might find an inscription on that card that says 01-99. slash That means you've got card number one out of 99 limited edition or short print cards. 
that PRISM released. So I'm teaching you here what PRISM means, but also that they have numbered or limited edition or short print cards with numbers inscribed on them. That's important. I'm not talking about the card number, right? I'm not talking about Zion number 248. That's the number in the set. I'm talking about an inscribed number, usually in gold or silver type, that says like 176 slash 999. That means that's card number 176 out of 999 numbered cards. Sometimes the only difference between that and the base card is those little numbers that you should look for in your cards. Prism releases those. A lot of those are in the hobby boxes that you have to know a dealer or you have to pay way high from a wholesaler. Prism, one of the top brands. Another top brand that I love, which is a little cheaper and just released a few weeks ago is Donruss. Uh, maybe it's because Donruss is a name I remembered from 1984 and 1986, Jose Canseco rated rookies and Corey Snyder, and Teddy Huguera, and Juan Nieves. Well now, Donruss basketball cards, here we are in 2020, 2021, looking at Donruss rated rookies of LaMelo Ball and uh, Anthony Edwards. Donruss is a less thick, paper but glossy card product that is usually pretty sleek, pretty cool looking design, and more affordable than Prism. It is, in comparison with some of the other brands, it, it retains its value because it's a popular name and they're good looking cards. And in those Don Russ packs, whether you buy a hobby box or a blaster box, they have colored inserts as well. They have the green, yellow, laser, hollow. They have the orange, laser, hollow. They have different inserts, like the Marvels cards or the Crunch Time the Craftsman, there's a bunch of unique inserts. Those are subsets, remember? Cool looking, usually different color, but but cool pictures or characters of those players. And a lot of them are guys that you are after. Boy, that, um, that Marvel's LeBron James that I had a year ago, I should have kept that. I mean, I probably sold it for a hundred bucks and now it's double that at least. So the Marvel cards are great inserts from Donruss Hobby. I like Don Russ as my favorite, most affordable card, uh, basketball card. You'll want to check those out. They also um, come at times in different varieties. Like the Don Russ box you'll get at Walmart might have different inserts than the Don Russ box you get at Target or the Don Russ box you get from a hobby dealer. So make sure you know what you're buying when you buy a box of these. And I would say if you're going to collect a player, or if you're going to invest in somebody's Donruss cards thinking it's going to go up, uh, just like I said, go for the Prism Silver, I would go for some of the Donruss Parallels, the Orange Laser Hollow, uh, anything silver or black, anything numbered, Green Yellow Laser Hollow. Those rookies are a little bit less available or short printed in the Donruss sets. But again, love the Donruss set maybe wait another week or two before their values hit uh, realistic place or prices. Realistic. When the new Prism releases, Donruss prices will be uh, returning to Earth. So I said Prism, I said Donruss. Now I should probably say Donruss Optic. 
a little bit more glossy, a little bit thicker, very similar in look and feel to the Donruss regular cards. Donruss optic cards, which will have the O logo in the corner for optic, they are cool because they're just more durable. They're just, at times, better looking cards, and they do have more parallels. They have things like the Optic Hollow, which is silver and shiny, just like the Prism Silver. So Optic Hollows, they have Optic Blue Velocity and Optic Pink Hyper, these colorful, dynamic-looking, beautiful cards that, uh, that add a lot of value to the Optic Basketball set. I am always excited to see what they have. And maybe you think, you think, <laughs> maybe you think that some guy's rookie card is too expensive in a Prism Silver. So you might want to go check out what his card is selling for or what you can get it for as an Optic Hollow. That's the Donruss Optic Silver Shiny uh, Parallel. I think that would be taking a, worth taking a look at. Or maybe even after a guy's value or his, his game just starts to to ascend and explode. A lot of people are going to flock to the Prism Silvers. Well, maybe you want to flock to getting good deals on the Optic Hollows or the Optic Blue Velocity or the Optic Purple Hollow, which I have in a Jaron Jackson rookie. And uh, it's not worth much yet, but when Jaron returns and puts up 25.3 a game in April, you guys will all be like, man, I should have listened to that Hoops and Cards guy, Gary. He knew what he was talking about, that Jaron would be worth the wait. But uh, instead, I'll just move on with this episode. We've covered Prism, we covered Donruss, Donruss Optic. Now let me go uh, cheap and available, at least in comparison to the others. I would say NBA Hoops. First release of this year, as far as I can remember, and maybe if they released the, the Prism Draft Picks set, I don't really count that as one of the mainstream sets, should I? No, I'm talking NBA Hoops came out affordable first base rookie cards of a lot of these players in their NBA uniforms and with their rookie logos on them. And that, that matters. If you're new to this, uh, it's so, it's so common in this hobby that you might see a card come out of, uh, a certain rookie player in his college Jersey. Those are nice, but not nearly as nice or valuable or fold with potential, full of potential as the first rookie cards with their NBA jerseys and that NBA Hoops logo. And this year, you know, there was some excitement. The first basketball drop of the year, Hoops catches our attention. They also have a Hoops holiday version with little like Christmas leaves and stars and snowflakes on them. These are often the, the least expensive to get in a box or to buy as singles. And I like them for that reason. I also happen to love a lot of their parallels like the little cards that look like a Slam Magazine cover of LeBron, Kobe, Zion. Oh, those are so cool. And then they release some of those in hologram. So reflecting like silvery, rainbowy kind of look when you tilt them. And they are just sharp and smooth looking. You will also find license plate cards uh, as, as uh, inserts or as parallels here. So NBA Hoops, uh, nothing against them just they don't rise in value as quickly and so there's another play by the way if you're like man that guy the the premium on Trey Young rookies is insane on Prism or it's insane on Optic but there's probably still some deals on his hoops rookie there's probably some great deals on Brandon Ingram 2016 hoops rookies 
on, <clears throat> there's probably some great deals on Hoops Rookies of Julius Randle. <clears throat> and some great deals even on Luka Doncic Hoops. Because, guys, uh, at, at the end of the day, you have the rookie card in good condition of a superstar. It's going to go up. It may not go up as fast or as much of a straight up into the right line as you'd like, but you get those NBA Hoops rookies cheap. Maybe you grade them. Maybe you don't. But hold on to them because the, the value of the card usually follows the performance of the player long term. So I said Prism, Donruss, Donruss Optic, NBA Hoops, and I'll go ahead and throw the fifth one is Select. Panini Select. They're another silver, very much like Prism, often a more serious looking card often harder to find and certainly seems like they are um, not printed as much nor are they as available and this is saying something they're not as available in retail uh, big box stores so but prism sorry select very sharp looking very uh i just dynamic they have silvers as well select silvers they have this unique feature where the, the most common of a player's card is the concourse level. That's like you're, you're least in the, the building. Then they have the, the premier level, which is like a little bit nicer, cooler card, and uh, you know sometimes a little bit more valuable. Then they have the courtside level, which is limited print. They don't always tell you the number, but courtside is the most exclusive non-numbered card for a player you'd find in select. So like a courtside Colin Sexton rookie is worth a lot more than just the premier select or the concourse select. Make sense? If you are thinking of investing in, in cards that are harder to find and will retain their value long-term, I would consider select and I would consider trying to get your hands on courtside select cards or courtside select silver cards right they even have tri-color versions and often like die cut like different shaped versions of those same select cards select isn't out yet for this year probably be out near the end of the regular season but guys those are the five just just the basic primer on the brands of modern basketball cards Think, think that through, but when you hear them, you'll at least say, oh, okay, I know what Prism is. The the nice, most popular retains its value. Okay, Donruss, oh, maybe it's the better of the cheap options, and they've got some beautiful uh, laser hollow parallels. Donruss Optic, hey, little bit more valuable, a little bit more durable version of Donruss, and they've got things like the Optic Hollow, which is, I mean, it's almost like getting a Prism Silver of that rookie. And then NBA hoops. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's cheaper. You can still score big on some of those inserts like the slam magazine cards, right? Or numbered edition cards of rookies that might be cheaper in hoops than any other mainstream issue. And then finally select harder to find fewer of them made, maybe long-term they're going to be the most valuable. They weren't the most popular because people couldn't get their hands on them. But a select courtside of Luka Doncic, whoo, come on now. And if you want cheaper names of brands of cards, then consider Panini Chronicles, which is sometimes a later in the season release of a variety of Panini cards. 
but Chronicles is one, Chronicles Draft Picks. There's also, you should look at Revolutions. Uh, Revolution cards are often beautiful looking and they have their own limited editions or different colors or there's the Chinese New Year cards that are just awesome looking. But they're just not as mainstream or not as popular as these ones I'm naming. And then for higher end, yo, immaculate, flawless, national treasures. If you want an RPA, that's a that's an acronym that means Rookie Patch Auto. So it's the first year card, nice card, thicker card, with a patch of that player's jersey and then their autograph on it. And it's usually a limited edition card, RPA, Rookie Patch Auto. Then National Treasures, Immaculate or Flawless, sometimes Obsidian. But like a lot of these are higher end, more expensive. You'll see them rarely at dealers and card shows in comparison to the main main uh, releases. But yeah, if, if you want something higher end and, and super cool, then I would search for National Treasures RPAs, rookie patch autos, of your favorite players. Or of rookies that you might be like, hey, this guy's under the radar. I wonder if I could get a deal on uh, Malik Monk RPA or an Isaiah Roby RPA. Or you're welcome, a Nikhil Alexander Walker RPA. You might find some steals still out there. Maybe just his price right now is down, but in a year, that Kevin Porter Jr. numbered to 99 RPA that I have with his Jersey National Treasures, that's gonna be worth a whole lot more than the 10 bucks I paid for it a year ago. It already is selling at times for close to 200. So I'm, I'm good with it. National Treasures, higher end. I hope this has helped you guys. Just to get familiar, just to be that, that friend to come alongside you and say, all right, here's the deal. <laughs> You go to a show, you're gonna get flooded with brands, possibilities, and words like prism parallels and optic blue velocity. Let me just tell you, you can re-listen to this anytime and remind yourself, okay, these are the brands and the basic characteristics. Hoops, Donruss, optic, select, and yeah, baby, prism release. Prism coming out in just over a week, so. Basketball Cards 101, your primer there on all the brands and names you need to know. I hope that was helpful, a review of the major brands. You probably have a really good friend or some experience in basketball cards that would say, he didn't even mention Mosaic. Well, if there's a sixth one, I'll give you Mosaic gorgeous looking cards be careful about the dimples and all the things on there but there's mosaics an awesome product as well just very new to the scene mosaic silvers i love a lot of their parallels and uh and mosaic inserts are awesome too so but that's a lot to keep track of i would say learn the basics of these brands what they're worth what you're what you're gonna prefer and uh, how you're gonna invest and why, like just to know why. Because you could be you could be in front of a dealer and he's got all those cards of Lomelo Ball in all six brands. Well, what are you looking at? Are you just gonna go for something that, that hey, Lomelo is smiling on that one, so I'll buy that card, or that card's the cheapest. 
or that card's the one that I saw on a YouTube break. When really, it would help you to know more about these brands and why people prefer them, strengths and weaknesses, and specific performance of certain cards, like the silvers, and like the inserts, and like the first year of a new product like Mosaic. Maybe it's worth more than the fifth year of the Select. So, good stuff, you guys. Hope this helps. This new Basketball Cards 101 series will continue to address topics or aspects of learning this whole new language, hoops and cards. Thanks for joining us. I'm Gary. I've loved uh, just this conversation with all of you. Grateful for our listeners all over the world. It's amazing, this platform called podcasting. But follow us on Instagram, at Hoops and Cards. Email anytime, hoopsandcardspodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe, like, refer. Hey, you got a friend that's brand new to cards? Hey, check out the Basketball Cards 101 series that uh, is over at Hoops and Cards Podcast. And we'll see you next time.